Here's a message from Ken Lavica. A pro basketball player throwing double birds in the NBA playoffs. It's postseason time, baby. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Kyrie Irving, he is just the gift that keeps on giving. Everything he does under a microscope. But we'll get to him in a second. Stone, cue the music. Cue that fine, fine Peppa's music up. Because the Miami Heat, what did they do yesterday, Stone? They took that ass. <laughs> I said 1-0, it's 1-0, baby. Come on. 1-0, baby. 115-91. Hey, Hawks fans, where's Trey Young? <laughs> One of 12, eight points. Shut down, put in the ringer, set to hell. Oh, man. That is everything that we expected and then some. Hey, look, Stone, I think Duncan Robinson's drilling another three. <laughs> eight! Hey, there's P.J. Tucker in the corner. Let it rip. Give him 16. 16, baby. This game was over midway through the second quarter. Late arriving crowd and a very early finish. That was done. That is what one seeds do. I don't care what Trey Young did at Madison Square Garden. I don't care what Trey Young did in his playoff moment against the Sham Knicks. Where are they right now, by the way? Home. Oh no! Home. Actually, actually, Julius Randles was at the Jazz <laughs> Mavericks game. Yeah, Julius, Julius Randles just hanging out at other playoff games. LeBron's tweeting about him. Kyle Kuzma's tweeting about him. Julius Randles hanging out at him. But the Heat, as expected, no fear. As always, the mantra is Heat in five. This might be Heat in four, but I am not sweating it. A wonderful way to get the postseason started yesterday. Coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the very hot and now summery intracoastal. And because it's Monday, one of the faces of the best damn local sports TV that you're going to find in the United States of America and maybe even worldwide. Mm. It is Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, who got in yesterday, got in very early yesterday in the show group chat with a Trey Young is trash. <laughs> that You are a believer, Theodore I knew. You're talking about heating four. Four games or four minutes because that's how long <laughs> it took for me to realize that we have this thing locked up. Oh, man, that was just such a thorough beating. And then there are some narratives that have come out from some Atlanta-based media that are just hysterical. Soft. Soft. We will get to that. Uh, Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. But uh, I do want to begin with not even the outcome of yesterday's game, but the mannerisms, the actions of Kyrie Irving yesterday in Boston. If you don't recall, let's relive it from the Brooklyn Nets radio network. A wild final sequence yesterday with the Nets clinging to a one-point lead. And uh, Boston has the ball coming up the floor. Here is the final call from the Nets radio network. 
Boost left, cuts back right. Irving dancing right of the lane. Stops, doubled, out to Durant. Three to shoot. KD trying to separate. Tough contested three. No good off the side of the rim. Celtics to the rebound. Ten seconds to go. They're not calling a timeout. Front court, Jalen Brown. Brown on the baseline. Five seconds to go. Brown out of left wing. Smart with two, with one. Tatum a layup. God at the horn. Celtics win. Celtics win at the buzzer on a layup by Jason Tatum. And they're going absolutely wild. And again, that is Chris Carino on the call, the Brooklyn Nets Radio Network. By the way, that is as good an opposing radio call as you're ever going to find. That was superb. And so that game was awesome. I mean, Theo, there's there's no disputing. That game absolutely ruled yesterday, and that series is going to be awesome. And I don't think there's any way that doesn't go to seven games. It's got to go seven games. It was awesome start to finish. I feel like it was like, what, 20 lead changes in the first half alone. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the dramatics. You have the game. I thought Marcus Smart was going to, like, heave up a, a bad 34. Oh, that had all the earmarks <laughs> of a Marcus Smart just complete chucking prayer. But then the step through, and Jason Tatum, if you look at that play too, he's standing as as Jalen Brown is is dribbling to the, the low open. right block. Jason Tatum standing at the top of the key with his hand up in the air because nobody's guarding him or paying attention to him, which was one of the benefits of not calling a timeout. Brooklyn was all out of sorts. Yep. Marcus Smart ends up with it on the the left wing penetrates instead of taking the shot and Jason Tatum I'll give him credit that was a brilliant brilliant decision instead of camping out he started cutting to the rim and guess who was there to meet Jason Tatum and it was Kyrie Irving mm. with some of the laziest, unaware final possession defense that you're ever going to find. He probably could have been called for a foul as well for grabbing Jason Tatum around the waist on the spin. But Tatum finishes. But that that is the the dichotomy of Kyrie Irving. He's so brilliant. He had 39 yesterday. He was unstoppable in the fourth quarter. He had two possessions before, hit a three to put the Nets back on top. And then, in the moment of truth, he gets completely lost defensively, has no idea what to do, and the Nets lose game one. He is the most confounding personality, I think, in NBA history. I just don't get him. He is, he is, and the thing is, the 39 is the reason why you put up with it, you know, like the, the ability to go out there and do it so seamlessly, and he was amazing last night. But Just I think incredible. The reason why, and, and people always wonder, it's always a question of debate when you're in college basketball or in the pros, do you call timeouts in that situation? When you're going up against a team, especially like the Nets, who already have a porous defense, you don't want to give them a chance to talk about the situation, talk about how much time is on the clock, and be able to get set. The Nets being frantic there because – Kyrie fell asleep, but also KD did. Even yeah. I, when I was yeah. watching it, I was like, there's no way there's still time left on the clock. I thought the buzzer was going to sound. Everybody thought the game was over. Right, and that's why there's a few. I'm not going to completely get by the lazy, porous defense from Kyrie or KD. Two reasons. One, we all thought Marcus Smart was pulling yes, that yes, shot. Yes, yes, yeah. Two, we didn't know there was any time left. So how can we fault KD and Kyrie for the same reason? They had no sense of time, and in that moment, you no, can't they had look no up clue. at the scoreboard. Like no. You don't have that option. And also, I'll say this about that play. Uh, it, it makes me more afraid of the Celtics for so many reasons, and the main one is maturation. Marcus Smart not taking a bad contest oh, at 34. That's maturation. Jason Tatum not just standing out there with his hands up waiting to get the deep three-pointer because he wants the game winner that way. That's maturation. And Jalen Brown, when he had the ball going in because he initiated it all, he could have forced one up at the rim in double coverage, but instead he gave up the ball. 
that's a Celtics team that actually scares me a bit more now. Yeah, they're number one in the NBA in offensive efficiency since January for a reason. They make smart decisions with the ball, but Heat and five. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Heat sure. five. Let's, yeah, let's not get crazy here, Theo. Okay? They'll sneak one. They'll sneak one yeah. in Boston. They'll sneak yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Kyrie, the discussion about Kyrie goes way past his defense on the final play because if you were watching the game and paying attention to it on social media like I was, like Stone was, uh, like Theo was – Kyrie Irving was caught multiple times giving double birds, flicking off the Boston crowd on an inbound. He reaches behind his head and gives, like, the secret double bird. And then as he's running down the floor after a made basket, he's just straight out making eye contact with the Celtics fan and throwing up his middle finger. There also, then, is uh, at halftime uh, an incident where he's walking into the locker room and someone yells, Kyrie, you suck. And he responds with, hey, suck my bleep. Like, that <laughs> like doesn't even hesitate. Like, he he had that in the holsters ready to go, uh, just waiting for someone to challenge him on that. Uh, and and uh, it is very rare. I think you would agree. You guys would agree. It's very rare that a player, especially a prominent player, in a game is A, acknowledging fans, and B, doing it in that way. I can't remember the last time I saw anything like that. Well, well here's the thing, man. You can't. The, the reason why I can respect it to an extent, but I also have to call them out for it, is you can't act like, oh, it's all good. I don't care. The fans here don't get to me, yada, yada, yada. When, he's been saying that. That's been his narrative since he left the Celtics. Since he left Boston and there's been that bad blood, he's acting like they're the, the one with the unrequited love, the ex-girlfriend that he broke up with, and they're wondering what's happening. If it didn't affect you, you wouldn't be wilding out like that instantly from game one it's not like this is game six and we've been dealing with it all playoffs like dude you came out the gates flipping the double birds yeah. he's gonna get fined like a hundred thousand dollars like dude he's hurt yeah. Kyrie's hurt too yeah. I, I i have to respect it because when he did shoot the double birds behind the head Come he on, inbounds it got it right back took it to the cup and got a dude yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like like how like uh, the narrative behind somebody doing yeah. that was he's distracted you know he's letting the fans get to him but but absolutely not he yeah. went right to the cup immediately, looked right back at those fans, and got back on defense. Like, like there's, there's no. But he cares though. Oh, he, he, he does he care. Or else he wouldn't make it. Yeah, he wouldn't react to it. He does care. It it's, might not affect him from a play perspective, which is great for the Nets because that dude is getting lambasted. But uh, <laughs> he clearly, he clearly notices it. He clearly is reacting to it now. And I agree with Theo. It's it's hypocritical for him to 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 go out there and it's all one sided. Oh, this is just Boston fans missing me. They have the problem. No, Kyrie has the problem now too. And here's Kyrie after the game explaining some of the profane gestures that he made to the Boston fans. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, where I'm from, you know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building and what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, um, you know, when people start yelling, you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take. Uh, as a competitor and um you know we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach nah, f- that's the playoffs this is what it is you know I, i've i know what to expect in here and it's the same energy i'm giving back to them there's something about that guys that i actually love i 
Love that. And Kyrie is so frustrating. And the Nets aren't in this really tough spot as the seven seed against a really good uh, Celtics squad as the two seed if Kyrie would have taken care of his business and stopped this ridiculous charade about, uh, 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 about knowing something that someone else didn't when it came to the vaccines. Right. They wouldn't have been in this spot. He has done nothing but hurt his team since he got to Brooklyn. That said, like, this is the playoffs. This is that building. This is those fans. And if that dude's going to go out and drop 39 and come up with winning plays, and it should not have come down to him being left out on an island against Jason Tatum and him falling asleep, he did his part yesterday. If he is going to respond to Celtics fans and then uh, hopefully not literally spit in their face, I love that. And, yeah. and, and honestly, I think it's because it's that fan base, though, too. Like, I, they deserve it. I have so much <laughs> respect for a guy who's going to stare down the barrel of that Boston Celtics fan shotgun mm. and flick it off and then go pop a three <laughs> right in your face. I love that. Yeah, and he was, and again, he backed it up with his play. If he played as poorly as KD played for the majority of this game, then we will be speaking a different yeah, language. Yeah, that's it. a great point. If he had a KD day, yeah. this is a totally different discussion we're having. Yeah, yeah, he, and he all, almost his antics almost is taking up a shield for KD because I haven't heard anybody talk about how he was disappeared. Like, he was locked up all game. Yeah. They put it on KD, and we're not talking about that because Kyrie was, you know, in his back. up the birth. Well, what this oh, means now, <laughs> what, what this <laughs> means now, though, is that Kyrie, there can be no faltering in this series now. Yeah, he got a ball. So he put the pressure on himself. If he had a pedestrian day, we'd just say, oh, well, you know, Kyrie, and we'd repeat the same narrative. That dude just wasn't ready for the playoffs, didn't play enough in the regular season. He balled out, but he not only balled out, but he also threw up birds while he was balling out. <laughs> he's, he, I, I mean, Stone, he's drawing this attention to himself now. So after doing all that and responding the first time to the jeers and to the booing and the the profanity thrown his way. He's throwing up double birds, and he's putting up 39. Whether he likes it or not now, all the pressure for the Nets in this series is now on the shoulders of Kyrie Irving, and I don't know if he's built for that. See, see, I, I disagree because in the fourth quarter, that's when the crowd gets the loudest. That's when you have the most pressure on your shoulders. He gave him 20 in the fourth yesterday. Like, that's hard to that do. That was sick. It was absolutely sick. I have faith in him. And I also think that other athletes, especially in the NBA and the NFL, are, like, thanking Kyrie in a sense because they wish they could say what he said in that post-game presser. They're thanking him because now it's going to help every, put everything into perspective. So I'm thankful as an athlete, and I think a lot of the guys in the league are because it might start changing things. Remember Joseph Nurkic got fined 50K for throwing a fan's that, phone yeah, at that put kid's in his face. fan. Who, yeah. But he said he, he made his uh, Nurkic's mother had COVID, I think died from COVID, and he made a, a comment about his grandmother. Like, like, this is what these fans are doing. Kyrie mentioned the words that he's hearing last night, and that's the whole game. So if you can hear that and, and finally start to respond and give him 20 in the fourth, man, I got all the faith in the world in Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, see, I how can you say you have faith in Kyrie though? When has he ever been dependable? Well, I, other than this is another two guy to, to LeBron. Sometimes I was going to say 2016. I was about to say I think Kyrie in this role, in this role where he's able to hopefully KD comes back to his senses and plays like Kevin Durant, we expect him to play. In this role, in pressure moments, Kyrie Irving is good. Do I believe his body will hold up through these playoffs? I don't know. I can't say that. 
Do I believe he'll be good in the first or second quarters of some of these games? You never know with him. He's a little aloof. But in the fourth quarter or, or when he's creating these adverse situations like he loved to do there in Boston, he's kind of better. Like he's better as a villain. He's better when he's hated. He likes being divisive, and maybe this is what he needs to give them a good playoff run. How much pressure, though, and I think it comes down to this, how much, and I, I know that, that these non-tangible uh, discussions are, are so frustrating, and I, 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 I hate them, yeah. and it's annoying, but it, this is the question of how much pressure is on someone. The first take um, ticker. Yeah, yep. I, I, I am busting out my my first take sensibilities here. I hate myself for doing it, but I'm doing it merely for comparison. Going into this series, I mean, obviously there was going to be a spotlight on on Kyrie, but we know it's KD's team, right? Like it's it, it's Kevin Durant's squad. But after yesterday, it's not just the drop in 39. It is finally for the first time showing the cracks that the Boston fans actually do get to him. That he actually does have animosity. That what he's been saying about it being one-sided was always a sham. And we know it's been a sham. He talks and talks and talks and what he says half the time it's actually truthful or it makes sense. But I think now he has put, forget the pressure conversation, but the spotlight. Like now, that's all on him. KD almost feels secondary because of what happened yesterday. The full package, the performance, but also the acknowledgement for the first time that, man, these words hurt me. Mm -hmm. Now he definitely is. And Kyrie, again, that's why I say he he has the bullseye now. He's taking up his shield, and he's going to shield KD. We're not going to see any Mr. Unreliable articles about KD for his failures early on in this series. Now, I'll tell you, though, if we get to about game five and KD shooting 35% in the series, then, we and, can talk. Yeah, then we'll get to that. But I think we know he has a long history of doing so. Kevin Durant will be fine. What do you think of Kyrie Irving flipping off the fans repeatedly yesterday, telling one Celtics fan to suck his yes? Uh, what what do you what do you make of Kyrie Irving yesterday? Was Kyrie Irving out of line? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Was Kyrie Irving out of line yesterday, flipping off Boston fans, yelling profanity? Fanities at Boston fans. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, the, the one argument that I can make where Kyrie was out of line, if you look at the, the, the shot from the front of, of Kyrie in the double bird situation uh, behind his head in particular, there are like, kids in the first couple of rows. There are uh, young people in the first couple of rows. Don't give me that because they're hearing worse and seeing worse in the crowd if they're in Mad- and they're in uh, not Madison uh, TD Garden TD Garden Lord or, or, or by the guy right next to them yeah yeah they're hearing and seeing way much worse and if they're living in Boston I'm sure their parents are, are yelling worse <laughs> in the living room this was what makes it so tricky because I tell you there is no fan base not a single fan base that more deserves the, the the athletes to go back at them to humiliate the fans yeah. to shout profanities at the fans to throw up inappropriate gestures than Celtics fans because it's like we talk about with Philadelphia fans and with New York fans there's this sense of entitlement there there's this oh we're a tough sports city and part of the reason we're tough is because we say mean things <laughs> and then they take it as their 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 personality their reputation 
communication, and then it gets out of hand. And they, they, they wear that, though, as a badge of honor. How vulgar can you be without someone literally coming up into the stands and kicking your ass? And Boston fans repeatedly take it too far. But they also, they, I mean, they, their hatred of Kyrie Irving it's almost uncomfortable, right? Like, fine, the dude didn't want to play there anymore. Uh, he had a postseason where it looked like he just sort of gave up on the franchise. But it's like the Ben Simmons thing with Philadelphia. Like, what are you going to do at this point? Like, and honestly, what are you going to do at this point? Honestly, though, I'm not sure. I feel like Boston fans almost have more vitriol for Kyrie than Sixers fans have for Ben Simmons. It feels like Sixers fans make fun of Ben Simmons. Boston's fans want to, like, almost harm Kyrie and it's a really weird line it's it it is uncomfortable yeah and at some point don't you just get over it right yeah yeah. like come on you guys have a good team you're a two seed you have Jason Tatum Jalen Brown finally playing well together finally Marcus Smart learned that he's not Steph Curry and he's not heaving up 30 foot threes um at the end of games and whatnot like you got to be happy with what you have it's almost like you know you you're with your wife and you're over here mad about an ex girlfriend. You're just doing something on just Instagram. Let it like, go, Relax, dude. Just I mean, it's, easier, it it's easier to let it go. But do you guys remember when he walked to to half court and he stomped Stepped his on foot? It. And oh. That was hilarious. Like like if he didn't do that stuff and more so took the angle of you know it was great times and I hope we can get over this. But he hasn't had said that once. He hasn't had that conversation once. But instead they go right back to him just mean mugging their logo on half court and then shooting birds. Up. There's nothing. He's giving them no nothing. Hey, you're right. He's not taking but, the higher road. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and listen, I'm good with Kyrie doing that. I'm, I'm good with Kyrie doing that because, again, Boston fans, it's not just isolated to the Celtics, but Boston fans deserve when things get put back on them. They just do. That fan base is wildly annoying. That sports city is wildly annoying. But it does make, as Theo pointed out, Kyrie a gigantic hypocrite when he said for years since he left Boston, oh, you know, it's a one-sided thing. Like they, they don't like, I've got nothing but love, nothing but love. No, you clearly, you clearly don't. And the, the first sign of that was Stone, the stomping on the Celtics logo. And, I mean, let's be clear, the Celtics fans' reaction to that, like he was stepping oh on the holy goodness. grail. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible-looking cartoon of a caricature of an Irishman, okay? Uh, get over it, all right? Uh, but, but, but now the double birds last night has just solidified the fact that Kyrie always has been affected by it. And what he said is, is usually what is the case with Kyrie. It was utter BS. But another uh, uh, another part of this uncomfortable vitriol towards Kyrie by Celtics fans, your boy Dave, uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Stone. Uh, oh, he, goodness. Not uh, him. Barstool is, and I know it's meant to be a joke, but Barstool has a shirt out. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, uh, Putin, ISIS, Kim Jong-un, Kyrie. Like, I get the joke. <laughs> Haha, giggle, giggle, giggle. But I can bet, I can bet that there are irrational Boston fans who actually believe that to be the case. And, and that's why he's putting it out there. If you think Dave Portnoy is behind that crap, he's not. But he knows there are crazy fans in Boston that are going to eat that up. Man, he's just, it's just, it's just dollar bills. He's, he's trying do, to make sales. He's but, trying to make but sales. But he's also like uh, an outed racist, so I also don't rock with the buddy. <laughs> like, I also would have uh-huh, to like, There's that, him. too. Yeah. If I see him in person, like, that's, yeah. Like, it's I'll on like, site. Yeah, yeah. Uh, them and they whole man. crew. All of them. That was that was uh, an exceptional point there from Theo Dorsey. <laughs> I'm not rocking. <laughs> was Kyrie Irving out of line yesterday against Celtics fans? Was Kyrie Irving out of line yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Let's kick things off on the phones in West Palm with Todd. Todd's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Todd. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. I don't. I wouldn't say that he was out of line. I would say he created a new line. Mm. Yes. Well said. Well right? said. <laughs> so you got you got to spend money and get liquored up to buy front row t- tickets to get involved and engage with the athlete. And what he gave them is just what they asked for: mm-hmm. entertainment and reaction. And if you go further up the seats, the higher, closer to the nosebleed, you know who those folks are yelling at? Each other. Right? Because they can't get close enough to the front row. So everyone is enjoying the entertainment, right? Everyone's yep. looking up and they're yelling at the people that's closest to them. Like Kyrie, yes, he did set the tone by the way he left. But guess what? When I go to work the next morning, guess what? Kyrie cursed me out and told me to fuck his Johnson. People are bragging about this this morning. Where oh, I yeah. believe this stuff, man. Totally. So look it up. Yes. And, and here, that's you know? the part Happy of this. That, yeah, 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 and that's the part <laughs> of this is that he has he has put himself in a spot where now uh, it, they know they can get a rise out of him, right? So that's going to increase this. Game two, if he thought game Absolutely. one was bad, game two is going to be that much worse because they know now that he's going to flick them off, and you're right. They're going to celebrate that, applaud that. They're going to love it. I, 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 got one, I got one thing I want to add to this. You know who need to be at game two on the front row next to them? Who's that? Ron Artest. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, we know he'll go up in the seats. Uh-oh. That's right. That's right. Todd, appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Yeah, Ron Artest coming in as the muscle. That would shut down uh, Taunts real quick. Todd, Todd wants chaos, and I'm not yeah. mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> like, like, listen, I, lo- I love what Kyrie did because, again, someone can only take so much, and Boston fans, they, they have it coming. They do. But Kyrie, he clearly – wasn't thinking the long game through because a game two is going to be a hellacious experience for him from a taunting standpoint, maybe even more so than he's experienced yet in Boston because he gave the fans what they were looking for. He did. He gave them a show not only on the court, but he also responded. And that, and literally, as much as they can act like they were offended or their sensibility or they can clutch their pearls and all of that, like at the end of the day, when you're heckling an athlete, the best feeling is getting acknowledged, you yep. know? Yep. Like, that's the best feeling in the world because you feel like you now you impacted the game. Now you're a part of it. Now you're on ESPN. All those fans that were behind him that got double-birded, I, I bet that's going to be their Twitter avatar going forward. Oh, without question. Yeah. Without question. And, and th- there's no way the series doesn't go seven, right? I need it. I need all seven right. games. Like, unless there's some kind of bad injury, uh, I can. this has to go seven, especially when they go back to Brooklyn. I don't see um, the Celtics role player stepping up as high. So we'll see. The, this is all going to be advantageous to the Heat because the longer that the Celtics are going to have to grind and grind and grind and grind, or the Nets are going to have to grind and grind and grind, if those, if if the Heat meet either one of those two teams in the Eastern Conference Finals, then like that's a great thing for the Heat, and you know what's with next. that depth. You know what's next for for either of those two teams? The Greek Freak. Yep. The Greek yep. Freak. So have fun with that. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, it is. This is shaping up to be very special for the Heat. It just, it, it feels like it is, but man, as a basketball fan, if you don't love Celtics Nets and everything that goes along with it, uh, you you probably should just go watch Home and Garden Channel over the weekend because this is excellent stuff. B is in Boston. B's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, B. Guys, why do you think that we deserve all this hate? Uh, because you're a very annoying sports city, B. Listen, check it out. We've had people that have been iconic stars pick up and leave that have had 
Hall of Fame careers in our town, and we gave him some grief, but it was never the same as Kyrie. It is Kyrie that does this. Pedro Martinez left. We still love him. Johnny David left. We booed him, but we still respected him. But this guy, Kyrie, he, like, he just deserves it. Like, <laughs> the vaccine, All right, the, the Let- flat earth. Yeah, so stepping B, let me the, tap in. And, and, and listen, B, I'm not disputing. Kyrie is annoying as hell. You and I are on the same page with this, okay? Like we we just are. But we're, past all that stuff, let me tap into your your Boston, your green Boston blood right now. What really okay. gets you the most fired up about Kyrie? Why is he different from Johnny Damon or Tom Brady or any of those other guys? It's just it's just. Those guys had those guys had careers. Like we kind of owe them. This guy came. He played for. He used us. Said he was going to stay. He loved us. This, that, and the other. And he was in the hallway making plans at the All Star game with um, Kevin Durant to go to Brooklyn. He could have just said that. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, boss is cool, but I might go do. And I would have respected that. But then you come and you give us all this fake love, whatever, whatever, whatever. You're the best. And then and then you dip. And then you come back and you want to step on things. You stage it. That's another thing. How do people let you come in and sage in away arenas? You can't go to somebody else's house and be burning sticks. That's not cool, man. Oh, man like, that's... He's just, it's, just, it's just him. It's just him. Like, And, I, you know, I think that as fans, you got to be... You, you can't talk about people's families or people's kids, but we should be allowed to say you suck and things like that. We paid good money and they're professionals. Like, if you're a customer service agent and you're on the phone and somebody goes off on you, you can't curse them out. Like, you know, you can't just go off on them like that. Like, there's certain, you got to stay in your lane. There's certain rules to this. Like, you're going to get some booing away and you're going to get loved at home. That's just sports. And B, B, here's the bright side. He finally acknowledged the fact that he does care. He does care about what you say and about what you do because he acknowledged it yesterday. Those double birds mean I hear you, and I think for Boston fans, that is something that's probably celebrated and appreciate the call, B. Uh, And again, while Boston fans, for me, they deserve it. Flick them off. Tell them how you feel because they are uh, they're they're annoying and they're over the top. Pretentious. And they're pretentious and they're elitist and uh, they think that they're better than you. But I'm telling you, Theo, that that taunting meter is going to be up to a million in Game Two tomorrow night. I can't wait. It's must see TV. Cannot wait. And that's a, like again, it's a gift. It's a gift. The Boston's fans and Kyrie are giving us a gift. That beyond the game of basketball, because it was already going to be great basketball, now we have the theater to go with it. The, the, the theater! The theater. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, get to Phyllis, because she's been waiting very patiently, and we appreciate her. Phyllis is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, this is the first time I've called the sports station. But were you around when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were, were rookie year, and Kyrie came, and he didn't mentor them? They ended up spending a lot of time on the bench. He was poison to that team. He put them back a couple of years. So you can say all you want about the Boston fans, but Kyrie, he's poison. Okay. Appreciate the call, Phyllis. Thank you, Phyllis. Uh, We are making Boston-baked friends today. (laughs) You know what? It's funny because all of my uh, Beantown friends already don't like me because I talk about their teams, their franchises, and their fans. And now I'm getting a little bit of that here uh, in West Palm. I didn't know there were Boston fans in Palm Beach County. Oh, there's a ton of them. Uh, did you really not know that? I didn't yeah. know that, man. Well, like, I, you don't just bump into people that you know rock with the, the little lucky man. or what, what do you call them? Leprechaun. The Leprechaun. He has a name. Lucky, lucky, <laughs> lucky the Leprechaun, I think, is his Good. name. I don't know.
That's awesome, actually. You just called a leprechaun the lucky man. Well, yeah, yeah. And spoiler alert, Theo, uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast is jam-packed with Boston fans. Oh, jam-packed. Some, some new enemies to hate. I love that. There, there. Jump, <laughs> jump on the train. Kyrie Irving, was he out of line with what he did yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at... KLV 1063. That's 888-760-3776. And we appreciate you fine folks just like Phyllis making us your first sports talk radio call. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive. They've been doing it for 22 years. This is your path to the sports industry. You want to work in sports at any level, you got to get an education. You got to get a start you got to get a base of knowledge and that's where the FAU MBA sport management program is so beneficial the professors are in the sports industry they're teaching firsthand knowledge they're guiding you through the internships are superb and again you come out with your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic employers absolutely notice that take classes on campus in Boca Raton or remotely. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. When we return, more Kyrie. Was he out of line yesterday? Was he out of line with the double birds and the profanity he was throwing back at Boston fans? And that's right, we're talking about the one seed in the East. There was more basketball than what happened yesterday. Kyrie Irving, was he out of line with the double birds, etc.? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. He's Theodore C, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Kyrie Irving, double birds, profanities. Yeah, he received them, but he also gave them yesterday in Boston. Was he out of line? Was Kyrie Irving out of line yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. But this is why the NBA is just such awesome theater. Because I, you can make the case that Game 2, forget the fact that that series is awesome. You you just want to tune in to see what the interaction is going to continue to be between Kyrie and the fans, because the more he acknowledges it, the 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 better it is. Like I think he 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 has not overstepped a line. He gets a lot of crap. He's reacting good, good on good on him to give it back to the Boston fans. But it's also going to make his life a lot more difficult. It will, and I do hope the main thing is safety. So I hope they step up the uh, the security there. You know, what I'm saying I need them to be able to make sure everything does get handled properly so there isn't any Ron Artest type situation <laughs> or Meta World Peace. Meta it's all world about peace. world peace now. So we That's gotta be, right. Yeah, let's keep it peaceful. Uh, Stone Banowitz, uh, I, I'm going to let him give this Duncan Robinson number because he's been so excited about it. He sent it to us yesterday, and then he reiterated it to me in our pre-show meeting. But, uh, Stone, do you want to give your Duncan Robinson stat? I mean, I definitely do. I definitely do, and I appreciate you. Yeah. 
American Gar- runs on Duncan, right? D- oh, I love when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Duncan Robinson made a team postseason record eight three-pointers, which also tied the most in a playoff game by an undrafted player all time. Man, he's just putting on for the nobodies. Eight and for the- nine. Eight for nine, and the reason that I bring that up is that Duncan Robinson's meeting with the media right now in Miami, and he said, quote, this time of year it doesn't matter who starts, it's who can come in and help contribute to win the game, end quote. It's perfect. It's perfect, and it's what we've been saying. There is no team as deep as the Heat. So let Net Celtics go seven, okay? Let them get run down by Giannis in the next round, okay? Or let Giannis get run down by them. I don't care. The Heat, with this depth, are going to be taking on a team, regardless, that's been through the ringer. And I'll say this, too. Uh, the Bucks did not look inspiring last night against what's an increasingly cratering Bulls team. The Bucks did not look great last night. They didn't. And I like as much as I like the Bucks and their defense, there's going to be times where they struggle offensively if the shots aren't going in from outside. If And it's also, if you have a guy that can kind of stay in front of Giannis or at least keep him from the rim. So, like... They're going to have their, their, their dry spells, but let's just hope, again, it's a battle of attrition on that bottom half of the Eastern bracket, and that's why getting the one seed for the Heat such an important thing. It really was. It really, truly was. we just got to beat the Sixers now after, after the Hawks. Yep, yep. Uh, heat and five. Yeah, easy. Heat and five. Easy. Uh, at Boston, Armin tweets, Kyrie's like a little kid. Nonetheless, I wouldn't expect any less. Boston fan base isn't some casual, like down in South Florida. Okay. So like he said, I'm sure he hears it all. It's just some people handle it way better. He's a different cat, and not in a good way. He's a Kanye type. They're both clowns. What? Okay. Kyrie's Kanye. Kyrie's Kanye. Now we're getting a Kanye-Kyrie crossover. Until I see Kyrie wear a mask that looks like a hamster box. Then he's no Kanye. I was about to say, man. He hasn't reached that level. Calling Kyrie Kanye is going a bit too far. Yeah. I think Kanye has some serious, like, documented, like, mental issues. Kyrie just thinks he's smarter than everybody, which which is also a mental issue, but a different kind of mental issue. And and I think that, you know, is Kanye a clown? Yeah, in a lot of cases he is. But you think that, uh, again, he can't get to Kanye level. Until he wears that mask that looks like a hamster box. And if you think Kyrie's wearing a mask, you're sadly, <laughs> yeah. sadly yeah. mistaken. He's the anti-Kanye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the mask on that guy. Both annoying, both for very different reasons. But I see why that comparison was made. Huh, I wonder what the common denominator is between those two. Hmm. I don't know, man. Oh, a point made by... Uh, when you just I, look at him. Huh, weird. Very, very <laughs> weird. Huh. Uh, let's go to Kelly in Palm Beach. Kelly's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Kelly. What's up, fellas? How are you, brother? Yesterday for the Heat. That's right. I'm doing great. So I'm sort of with Stone in the sense of thinking that, you know, he went and backed it up after he talked crap to him. But when I was listening to, like, the TNT show afterwards with Barkley and Shaq, you know, they were saying that it's just – and those are the guys that have played the game. They say you don't think every professional basketball player, like, you know, Russell or some of those guys heard things a lot worse, and they, they thought it was very unprofessional of him. So I have to, to go with sort of their opinion in this case. And appreciate it, Kelly. I, I think that Kyrie is – he he may try to, to come off as not this, 
but he's a sensitive person. Yeah. I think he does care what people think and what people say. It's like when he said that he wasn't going to get vaccinated, then came that, that disjointed, way-too-long video where he was just mumbling nonsense and saying words he had no idea what they meant to explain his decision or his flat-earth stuff. He doesn't know what he's saying, but he knows he has to defend himself because he feels bad when people make fun of him for his asinine views on things. The problem with people who really believe that they're like geniuses and know more than anybody around them is when they're also really, really, really like an expert or really good at something like Kyrie is like, it's hard to like for him to come to grasp with that. Like It's he hard to humble 39. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not going to be humble. He just dropped 39 on the road in Boston in a, in a series opener. And sure, he kind of failed on defense in the end. And even that last possession the Nets had, he could have done a lot better at maybe getting the ball to KD earlier or getting a shot up. But again, Kyrie Irving is not like he can be the villain there. He's not Kanye. Let's not go that far. Right. And also, you know, it's just like, like ignore him, man. Ignore him. Ignore the birds. Yeah. Enjoy I, the game. Listen, Celtics fans had it coming, but uh, Ky- uh, Kyrie has made things really, really tough on himself. Game two and then uh, game five and then game seven in Boston mm. as well. Because that thing is – I don't see a way in which it doesn't go seven. Ima- like – Imagine that. Game seven. Oh, my goodness. Can- Game seven in the garden. And they're going to be if, – if the hate's going to be real tomorrow, let alone – Ken, we went over playoff for sure on Friday. And yours was that the Heat get this done in five games or less with Atlanta. Jeanette's was that the Heat are going to the finals. I said, I'm sorry to steer the conversation away from the Heat. But this Boston Brooklyn series is going seven. Yeah, like these yeah. teams aren't going to give each other an inch. Stone, that's a good yeah. point, man. You're right. You're right. Uh, I've got to give you the proper shine on that, Theo. Yeah, we did the the one thing we were sure about in the NBA playoffs, and I actually said the Heat get to the Eastern Conference Finals with just two losses under their belt. Um, so Heat and five, living by the the mantra. I like it. Uh, Jeanette said for sure they're winning the East, but Stone said seven games, Celtics Nets like that. I, I don't see how that doesn't come to fruition. Like I said, they're not going to give each other an inch. We get game one buzzer beater. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? Mm. I know. That that ends up being through one game, one of seven. That is a right-on prognostication. Like, it could not be any closer uh, than it was yesterday. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I am fortunate to have, speaking of close, a close relationship with Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys. Lawler & Associates, they are... Are taking care of your personal injury matters, whether it's slip and fall, automobile, cycling accident, a boating accident. If you feel you've been wronged, if you feel you've been hurt and someone is to blame or something is to blame, well, that's where Pat Lawler and Lawler and Associates with their decades of trial experience comes into play. It is hard to find representation in South Florida that you can trust. More often than not, there are a lot of these lawyers that are looking for a buck. They love their massive billboards. They love their TV commercials. They want to be stars. Pat Lawler, he just wants to help you. That is the entire reason that he is in the game. That's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. WantToLawyerUp.com free consultation with Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. When we return, a prominent member of ESPN's broadcasting crew owes the Miami Heat and us by extension a massive apology. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From 
the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Trying to make your middays suck a little bit less. We try. That's the operative board. We're trying. Ken LaVica Live. Here on ESPN 106.3, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Stone Labanowitz running this thing, Friday Night Lights. Theo, are you on TV tonight? I am not on TV tonight, but I am producing for it tonight. Oh, okay. All right. So, We're shooting uh, some stuff. If you, if you love the way that sports flows tonight on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29, then that's, uh, that's all Theo. That's, Let's uh, get it. That's what you need to know about that. Um, I... I, I hate to do this because he's a guy that uh, I have great respect for, um, and I think he does a fine job uh, mornings here on ESPN 106.3 with Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman, and that's Jay Williams. Jay Will, as we um, as we we affectionately call him. You may remember last week when after Trey Young and the Hawks won in Cleveland to earn their spot as the eight seed in the postseason and earn a matchup with the Heat, Jay Will, he had some thoughts about the series. And spoiler alert, he was very high on Trey Young. But if they are healthy, and I love the Heat. I think the Heat have by far the best culture. Their culture is up with the best of the best in the NBA, with the Phoenix Suns. But the one thing I've always worried about the Heat is when it comes down to it, down the wire, could Jimmy Butler be that clutch player for them to make shots when you need it the most? Hmm. I've always thought Jimmy Butler would be a better two option, three option on a championship team. Wow. Now, I know they got oh. close in the bubble, but I've never seen him as the primary guy. I know Tyler oh, Hero, guys like that are emerging. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. what they bring from a defensive culture, P.J. Tucker and company, Bam out of Bayou. But if they are healthy with the way Trey Young is involved in pick and rolls, if he gets going... Yeah, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and I think there was a legit chance it could. Oh, 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 oh! Yeah, get him uh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get him out they, of there. They were, um, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. If if Trey Young can get going in the pick and roll, um, well, yesterday, you know what didn't get going? That pick and roll for <laughs> Trey Young. And but no, but he said it. But said he just he said as long as Trey Young gets going, yeah, it'll. Ha- yeah. So what do you mean it didn't, Ken? Yeah, no. Um, it, it's almost as if uh, there's a superior defensive team that Trey mm. Young is going against. Um, weird. I wonder. I wonder if they talked about it, Stone. I wonder if Jay Will had something to say about the series this morning. Oh, he definitely did. Let's hear. Ice Trey melted. The worst shooting performance of his career. Against the Miami Heat, I gotta apologize to Miami Heat fans. Y'all are real, and when Duncan Robinson is making buckets tell like you. that, y'all look different. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam out of Bayou, PJ. I mean, the the whole team is just built, and the way they swarmed him for him to go one of twelve from the field, zero of seven for, from the three point line for eight points. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be this way throughout the entire playoffs, but, man, they made Ice Trey look like a little kid out there, and Jimmy Butler was treating him like he was a toddler. I'm just trying to talk to you and tell you the real stuff. Okay. Well, um, where was that real stuff last week when we were trying to tell you so the hold real on. stuff about the Heat? I know, we need to, so I need to get this right mm-hmm. because for him, it's like, so he's just t- – so what do we need him for then right now? I know he's doing great. He's very entertaining. But what do we need him for to tell us what we've been trying to tell him the whole time? Yeah, you're exactly right, Theo. That's what's frustrating. What's is the purpose that- of that? 
if if Jay Will would have been listening to to us over the last several months, he would have known that this was going to be a series where Trey Young was in hell. And now oh. he sees the example of what we were discussing, and he's completely changed his tune in 48 hours' time. I've got to say, I appreciate the small attempt at an apology, <laughs> but I think that there should have been more apology, more sorry, more my bad, because then he was, after his small sorry, he started talking like he was pumped up about the heat and tried to gloss over it. No, I think we deserve a heartfelt, like almost written apology, Theo. People try to look at the Miami Heat like we're the cute team, like, Oh, they have yeah. the culture. Remember, that's the first thing you brought up. Oh, they've those, got a good culture. Right. Those spooky up-and-comers, the Miami Heat. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, it, we're the one seed in the East. We have the best coach in these playoffs, and we have guys like Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh, Kyle Lowry, who I don't even think he mentioned, who are legit studs. And Kyle right. Lowry is a championship-winning point guard, and you thought we were scared of little six-foot Trey Young right. who's afraid to get to the rim against guys who actually try and push him away? No. And the guy, one of the guys, because Jay, Jay Will went, just started listing Heat players that he knew <laughs> Right. <last week. laughs> uh, Tyler Hero was one of the names that he mentioned, and Tyler was bad. Tyler was bad yesterday, yeah. and you still absolutely clocked the Hawks and held Trey Young to 1 of 12 uh, for 8 points. And I think, did Victor Oladipo break a sweat? Victor think, Oladipo did not break a sweat, I don't think no. he even had to break a sweat, and that's another guy we can throw at <laughs> Trey Young. Trey is in a straight jacket. He, I'm calling him straight jacket for the rest of this series. He in a straight jacket. Watching the game yesterday for for me, like there were different levels. Like it looks like the Hawks weren't even able to raise or even get close to the level that Miami brought. And that's what Nate McMillan said after the game. They showed us tonight. There's another level we have to get to in order to compete in the playoffs. Like the Hawks didn't even look ready, and they were ambushed by the Heat at FTX. And it's gonna be the same scenario. Yeah. We ain't the Knicks. And I, I would doubt, Theo, we even see Victor Oladipo in this series. I mean, I don't know. We might not even see him in the postseason. If this rotation is going to, uh, if this rotation is going to be able to do what this rotation did yesterday, then there's no need. That's what. That's what's crazy. There might not even be a need to have Victor Oladipo play in the postseason. And that's honestly, that's what I hope because that means that the machine is churning well, and it, and so far so good. And also. Like I tried to say, and like I said Sunday morning in the lead-up and heating up with JMP and Stone Lebanowitz, we was kicking it, talking Miami Heat. I'm not worried about Trey Young. He no. might get a couple buckets next game. He's not going to win a series. I'm, I'm one more win away from turning my focus to Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if we get in the studio on Wednesday – and it's another emphatic heat performance, then I'm just uh, – I'll let Spo worry about games three and four in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm turning my focus to Joel Embiid and the 76 Yeah, let's delegate that to Spo. We'll let him finish up the series. We'll start yeah. getting ready for the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. What worked best yesterday for the Heat? And you will not believe some of the nonsense that's coming out of Atlanta today. It is the excuse machine, and it is absolutely revved up. We'll talk about the heat and uh, why they dominated the Hawks like they did yesterday. He's Theodore WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.